Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. But first, today, tragedy unfolded in County Cork yesterday. This is when two competitors died while taking part in the half Ironman triathlon in Yall, and they've been named locally a 64 year old Ivan. Chittenden from Canada and Brendan Wall, who's in his 40s, originally from Meath, but now living in the UK. And they were taking part in the sea swim element um, when they got into difficulty. And look, Ironman Ireland have released a statement. They're obviously naturally deeply saddened uh, by what happened, as is everybody. And our our thoughts are are with their families. But if you were in Yall yesterday, I'd like to chat to you on the programme today, because many have questioned why the event continued. And Michael Farrell from Farrell's Pub in Yall is with us on the line today. Michael, were you at the race yesterday? I, I was, Andrea. Um, I was at the run and I was at the cycle, but um, I didn't see the swim because I was working the, too late the night before. So, But um, it's, it's, first of all, I'd like to pass on our sympathies to the two families involved. There's one of them has a very close connection to Yall. He's... Um, his sister lives in Yall. She's married in Yall. So he, he he would have been here on and off. And unfortunately, the other man from Canada in his 60s, it's very sad for him to also and their families. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking, Michael, for, for all the families involved. And I mean, I can imagine, even for competitors and spectators that were there yesterday hearing the news. When did you hear it, Michael? Um, I heard it just in the morning. Um that there was a casualty, but like that, as the day went on, it was only filtering out very, very gradually. A lot of people weren't aware of it, and even all the competitors were totally oblivious to it because they would have been on the course at that stage, so they they wouldn't have heard till they, they, they finished their event. You know, they wouldn't have been aware of anything happening. So nobody, you know? so nobody knew until until the the full event was over. Yeah, more or less. So unfortunately, like. It was tragic and unfortunately it's an extreme sport and when you get 2,000 people doing extreme sport, unfortunately in sports, if there's any weakness, it'll show up, you know. But there was an investigation in to see was it cardiac arrest or what happened. Yeah, I know they're carrying out post-mortems and guards and there'll be investigations and, and that as well. But I mean, what were the conditions like there, Michael? Because we'd storm Betty over the weekend and Friday, but when you woke up on Sunday morning, what was it like? Um, the, the, the wind wasn't as bad, obviously, Sunday morning. Now, it was, it was breezy, obviously, and um, as you said, Storm Betty, they cancelled the half men on Saturday morning because it was too rough, and uh, they decided then to hold the two events together, which isn't, isn't unusual. They do that around the world, and they were planning to do it here next year. So you had about 2,000 competitors entering the water at one time, and they, it, it, the water was chopping, there was waves there, obviously, um, but um, I, I don't know, a lot of people, some people actually pulled out of it at that stage because they weren't happy to do it. So I suppose the people who were happy to do it went on and did it, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, overall it was a shame because it was a fantastic event and people have been training for a couple of years to do it. And, you know, and then it, it, it is a very hard one to call at that stage, you know. In terms of making changes, you you mean yeah. to the, the length of it? They, well, they did shorten well, the swim, they, they did... They did, they did shorten the swim for to, to make it easier on the competitors and um, they had plenty of kayaks and they, 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 listening to the competitors themselves, they said it was a lot safer because they were all kept into a shorter area so there was a lot more rescue boats around the place. So, But um, unfortunately, uh, it, it, circumstances obviously uh, happened but 
you know, overall it was a shame because the, it's a fantastic event for the town and there was a huge euphoric atmosphere around the place and there was thousands who came into the town for to, to see it. And um, it's just one, uh, it just happened this year, unfortunately, in Yall. You know, like it does happen in other parts of the world, but it's the first time it happened in Yall. Were you surprised the event continued, Michael? Um, that question has been asked a lot, but mm. then when you hear competitors, they're saying, look, we've been training for two years, like, and they paid, I think it's nearly seven or 800 euro to enter it. And they, a lot of them felt that, you know, if they stopped, it wouldn't have changed anything at that stage. I don't know. That's, that's something that was down there in Ireland to, to do, but, um, Listen to the competitors this morning, last night when they were finished up and they were chatting and they just felt it probably wouldn't have made a difference by them stopping. I don't know. I just don't know. It, like it's, it's like anything, like if it's a football match where there's only 30 people involved, but when you're talking about thousands of people who travel from all different countries around the world, you know, I mean, I, I don't think they, a lot of the competitors would, would have liked to stop, but look, they really sympathise. I mean, no, everyone was kind of shocked and disappointed to hear the news. No one's here of any mortalities. You know, so it's it's a hard one to call, and I couldn't say myself. You know what I mean? I mean, I just thought as a, a mark of respect. I mean, I cast you know you think back to um, other sporting events and and even rallies, and I re- remember the rally in Donegal and where there were fatal um, fatalities and and people had lost their life during the competition, and it was c- called off immediately. You know, I I just I I wonder today. I've heard people question um as a mark of respect why it continued if look if you were if you were a spectator at the event or a competitor actually um yesterday if you were in y'all if you want to give us a call today you can do so or drop me a whatsapp the number is 1800 453 106 Jared is with us on the line as well Michael Jared do you think the event should have been cancelled hello do you think the event Jared should have been cancelled I think that's a very hard call. Um, if I was a competitor, I, I take part in long-distance events myself, and if something happened like that to me in a race, I wouldn't want the event cancelled. You know, we we know the risks involved in, in, in high-risk sports, and we accept them. I personally wouldn't want the event cancelled because I had died in the course of it. You I do, you mind. take part in events... You take part, Ger, do you in competition similar to, or in Ironmans previously? I take part in long distance running on mountains, marathons and a few ultras. And they're hazardous by their nature. Um, for example, I have helicopter evacuation insurance and my travel insurance because there's a risk involved and by participating you accept the risk. Like from my personal point of view, I would not consider the matter of respect to me if an event was cancelled. I, I would far prefer the event continue. Okay. I appreciate there will be different views about this. Yeah. That, that's my personal Yeah. Opinion. Well, just, I, I had noticed a couple of people got in touch when we started talking about this, Jared, actually, you know, even just um, mentioning the, I suppose if you want to call it the, the logistics involved, you know, we're given the number of people and some might be out at sea at a certain point. People are obviously at different, you know, different points of the competition. But that's not that's not actually an issue. I did take part in a marathon on the mountain three years ago, and it was halted at thirty-five kilometer mark because the last seven kilometers were going to the top of the mountain, and, and the weather was just they decided it was too bad. It, the actual logistics of cancelling it should not be a problem because there should be a contingency plan in place for the 
very quick cancellation of an event. I, I, I wouldn't accept that that's an actual excuse at all. And how does that work, George? Just, just explain that to me. If you know when you're taking part in, um, you know, an ultra marathon or what, you know, whatever the competition. I mean, if due to we'll say weather conditions or whatever reason, the organisers need to cancel the entire event. Like if you're out running or cycling at the time, how does that happen? Is there well, a siren the or something? That, or in, in the case of that particular one, it was decided to cancel at one particular point, and there was sure there to prevent competitors. I'm going further. I, I know other ultra marathons in, in in the continent have been also been stopped because of weather events. I mean, stewards are in constant contact with the headquarters. It's not like in the past where people were not able to communicate with stewards and safety officials. If an event didn't actually have like that, didn't have a contingency plan to be able to cancel the event very quickly, then I would say that that was a problem in itself. Okay. What about you, Pat? Do, do you think that as a mark of respect, the event should have been cancelled there and then? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was shocked when I heard it hadn't been uh, cancelled. I mean, in a way, the feeling in the case of many uh, sports is that people are, people competing, the competitors, that there are kind of, there's a solidarity between them, even though they may know each other. But that, and the idea that effectively the message was being given that um, you could step over somebody, a competitor, a fellow competitor who had died and really pursue your own objective. I mean, it's an absolutely horrific. Well, I image. suppose to be fair to, to, to those, the competitors taking part in the swim at that stage, they, they, they wouldn't have known at that point in time. No. Exactly. But that is the image that you're endorsing. You're basically um, ignoring the whole, uh, the strong tradition in Ireland of respect for the dead. So effectively, you're really uh, giving a message. And this is to totally ignore the message given to families. Like the awards were presented by the mayor of County Cork yesterday, later on in the day, as if nothing had happened. I mean, in a way, like we're one of the good, bad things about Ireland is the way, you know, people stop their normal activity to stand, to give respect to the dead if there's a funeral passing or if they, to basically even in COVID, to stand outside their houses as a mark of respect and sympathy with the families. Whereas the message given in this case was business as usual. And I would wonder to what extent the failure to cancel was in fact a commercial one. Yeah, you know, well, that's well, yeah. has okay. been said that like, that's, my, people paying 700 euro, yeah. um, you know, where the, where the was the organisation thinking we'll have to refund this or some of it. Um, and that was the motivation. But I yeah. think it presents oh, yeah, the well, overall feeling. It's just a lack of, it's giving a message of a lack of humanity okay. in respect for the dead and for the families who've been bereaved. And quite honestly, like I'm originally from Cork actually. Are you, Pat? And yeah. I was shocked. You know, like, I mean, can I just, yeah, M- Michael, just uh, to Pat's point there, you know, about, like, I mean, Pat has a point that I know, to be fair, and you mentioned, Michael, a lot of the competitors, they had no knowledge until, you know, they, they finished the race or, or came in, you know, when they crossed the finish line and, and maybe heard the news then. But the idea of the medal ceremony then taking place, like, you can see how that wouldn't sit well with a lot of people. I, I, I can, Andrea. Um, like, it's, I, it wouldn't be my place to make a call of that, of that 
whether to cancel or not. And I, like, I did see the medal ceremony. And I mean, you know, I, I, people were shocked and they were kind of, it was a somber kind of mood. But at the same time, like people who do extreme sports, uh, as the previous caller there said, like they know the risk involved. Like for maybe there should be an age limit, like a 64-year-old competing in that type of extreme sport. You know, I mean, you're, you're putting yourself at risk. Everyone knows the dangers, unfortunately, oh, and, and it is, and it is a dangerous because if if there's any underlying weakness in your system, you, you you're pushing it to the limit. And when you put two thousand people from eighteen to seven, there was people in their seventies doing it. So I mean, well, I've no you know, doubt there's. So, yeah, no one. I've. I, uh, I would. I. I certainly wouldn't. You know, question like, their fitness levels. I mean, they know that yeah. if they're entering something like that, so you know what I mean. They're they're highly highly trained and and fit for it. And but like when when you were there for the ceremony, Michael, you heard people talking about it. Was it was it jovial or like what, like what was the mood like at that ceremony? It, 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 see, it, it was jovial, unfortunately, because there was a lot of families. Um, who, of competitors at the event. I mean, there was thousands of people there. Like, yes, there was some because especially the all people based. There was a, a family connection in y'all. So I mean, people people were very shocked and disappointed. You there? Into the country? Yes. Yeah. Go sorry. ahead. No, go on ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Like in these events, there's always one or two. On average, seemingly, there's one dies at these events. It's not it's not uncommon. So if you're going to stop it, you need to just ban it altogether. If that's the case, and you where do you stop the draw the line? Then do you ban marathons? You know, do you ban Ironman? Do you know, what I mean, people going into these events with with probably not checking their underlying health problems. I mean, it's a very hard one to call. I wouldn't like to be calling to be honest with it because. I know a lot of the competitors would have been very disappointed and angry that if, if they were stopped because some of these people were 100 miles out in the course at that stage. You know, I mean, you, you'd cycle us all over East Cork, you'd run us. And I mean, uh, where I, I don't know. I, like it's, it's, it's a very hard one to call. And uh, t- I think everyone is sympathetic to the competitors. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no, 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 doubt, no doubt about that at all. And I know Ironman Ireland, you know, they were sharing their sympathies as well with the families and friends of all the athletes and, and offering support to, to them. Like a very, very difficult time. Um, texting from a listener says, we don't stop marathons or any other long distance events due to the unfortunate passing of competitors. Part of the setup plans are to include a temporary morgue, as this is the reality of extreme endurance events. It continued as many people were already after starting the races. I was a spectator for the part of the cycling event and there was a very positive atmosphere of support for the athletes who've been training for years. Everyone spectating acknowledged the sadness of the situation. That's a text from somebody who was there in y'all yesterday. Um, Another listener has got in touch. It's very rare that you hear about something like this happening. It was a shock to everybody involved. A few people said it should have been cancelled off then but in the ultra endurance there's also the camaraderie that you wouldn't have wanted the event to stop. People spend a lot of time training that they would want um, they would want them to honour that. And I do them myself. This is according to Connor. Another texter, I'm an experienced triathlete. The swim should not have gone ahead. There are always... um, swimmers that will find it difficult but uh, looking at the weather conditions um, I didn't think it should have continued says this listener Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk We're talking about whether the Cork Ironman in Yall should have been cancelled yesterday this is following the death of two competitors while taking part in the event. Um, Keith is with us on the line. Keith, I believe you were you you were, were um, you were actually taking part in the event in Yall. What's your opinion on this? 
Hi, Andrea. Good afternoon. Um, yes, I uh, I did the Ironman yesterday, and uh, I did the full distance, and I did the Ironman last year in Cork also as well. I've been doing triathlon since 2006, on and off, and the water has always been an issue with me. I'm a strong, very strong swimmer. I spend a lot of time sailing, so I'm experienced with the sea, and um, I stopped doing triathlons on and off because I got fear when I get into that kind of washing machine effect of everybody getting into the water at one time and I've worked very hard to overcome the fears that I had. I actually got hypnosis at one stage as well to try and get me through it because I was getting panic attacks in the water and it's very prevalent for people to get a panic attack when they get into the water. Um, even experienced people, even professional athletes. I trained with a professional in the past and she discussed the fears that she still had when she got into the water from it. So it can bring on mm. a very strong fear with people. You feel very vulnerable. So when did you hear, um, the, when did you hear uh, Keith, about the news yesterday? Well, when I came off the pier, um, I came, first of all, getting into the water. The, the waves were 10 or 15 foot high. We were getting thrown backwards and into the rocks. And to be honest, I shouldn't have got into the water. And I'm sorry I did. Um, I put my family to torture. My children and my wife were standing on the water's edge at the time. And uh, I knew going out that I shouldn't be doing it. But I've been two years training to do a full, full Ironman distance. It's a, life, it, it's, it's a lifetime achievement for me to get to this point to be able to do it. So I was, as I was standing on the shore I was going I know I shouldn't get in but my friend's beside me he's getting in he'll get the medal I won't get the medal and I and, and I jumped in and went for it fortunately I was okay but I, I helped people that were in distress out there and we got around and got through it but when we were coming up the slipway the man lay dead on the pier god bless him and uh, gone out onto the bike course um I had that in my head the whole time and I'm sorry I should have just parked up the bike and just said I'm not doing this I think they should have just called the race at the time but to be honest the option and that morning being an experienced sailor and known the seas and known the currents and the winds that have been coming in there and I've been down here since Friday I've seen how battered the uh, the area was with uh, with, with 10 or 15 foot waves coming through a very high wind 100 kilometer gusts nobody should have been in that water yesterday on their own let alone put 3,000 people into that water in one go and I think that Ironman have made a serious mistake here by allowing that to go ahead and even um, with the I'm, shortening of the race distance Keith you doesn't matter that the currents, the, the the way the way the water was throwing people back in onto the rocks. There was my wife was trying was screaming at lifeguards to get in. The the kayakers and spotters couldn't stay upright on their kayaks. They couldn't control them to get over and see people. The swells were so high you couldn't see from one swell to another. So you wouldn't see if there was somebody in difficulty. They had no visibility of it whatsoever, and. For anybody that was even for alone for the safety and rescue people, their lives were at risk being out in that to try and control the situation, let alone the, the participants that got into it. And I look, I, I'm just I'm trying to think, Keith, of the the visual, you know, like when you talked about coming out of the water and you're going to get onto the bike and passing like, you know, some one of the two, you know, deceased people on on the pier, and I'm sure waiting for emergency, you know, crew and all to to arrive. It must have been sure, must have been very difficult for for everybody involved in it. But I've I've no doubt um, people will say, look, if the conditions were as you know as bad as you've described, Keith, that it's you know maybe a personal responsibility or an individual decision maybe to make for people to to pull out but as you say like you were training for two years for yes. this 
I confronted the race director last night about this after the race because I was so upset coming across the line. And I said I was disappointed and how disappointed I was that they proceeded with the swim. It should have been cancelled and made a duathlon. That was their option, or they could have moved it over into Yall Bay, which was initially planned because the 70.3, the half distance, was cancelled on the Saturday and moved over to the Sunday. Where the and that was the shortened one, wasn't it? That was the shortened distance then on the Sunday, Keith. So so they shortened the swim on the Sunday, but what they had two races running consecutively on the Sunday. The Saturday race was cancelled because the roads were impassable and the uh, the sea was still too high at that stage and the winds. So they pushed everybody into the Sunday where there was due to be 750 people racing on Sunday and 2,000 people or 2,500 people racing on the Saturday. They pushed everybody into the Sunday as well. So the crowd alone, I don't know if they were even equipped to deal with the crowds the way it was. It was mayhem in the changing areas. There was no room for people to move through everywhere was just chaotic at that stage but the, the main point that i would take from it is that there was too many people the wind the, the water was too high for people to try to get out to the market the currents were too strong the waves were washing people downwards they couldn't even make it out to the market boys and they were loading pe- person in after person after person and people weren't getting out so there was a bottleneck of people all coming together being thrown around the place one after the other so from my perspective, with my experience of the sea, it should have been just called and they should have said no to the swim and Ironman should have stood up and said no. Um, I continue believe with, other, Sorry, to continue with the cycle and the run element just? Just do the cycle and the run. If there's any fear, their, their responsibility to me is the safety and welfare of us of, of athletes on the uh, courses. That's their primary function should be to make sure that everybody is safe once they go out and they leave. They're in their care. And that's what the athletes expect. And when we see the professionals going out, we go, okay, that's the, they think it's okay, it's going out. Mm-hmm. So everybody else goes, well, I need to go out and do it as well. So the Ironman's opinion on that was, well, you had your option whether to stand in or stand out or not. But there's an external peer pressure that comes through from, well, he's going to get a medal and I'm not going to get a medal. And I have two years training. And I have 700 euros invested in this race and I have thousands put into my coaching and training and equipment and everything that I've put together to get to this point. And am I just going to walk away from it? And maybe next year I can't do it again or what's going to happen? So there is a pressure. But if they call it, they call it. And everybody together goes, yeah, that's crap we didn't get to do swim but we've got a cycle we got a run done and everybody was safe and everybody got home safe how how difficult keith was it for you and other competitors you know when you come out after the swim element um and even just the how physically how tough it was from the you know the, the scenes you've described it must have been very emotional then continuing on in the- it was frightening out there it was terrifying out there i was okay i'm very comfortable and strong in the water i knew once i got past the breakwater i'd get around i guided and steered people around and and told them to cut the marker short because they were struggling to get up to it and just turn and come back in on the wake and we washed around and moved and came back in again but as we were coming up to the slipway to get in there people couldn't even stand up getting in there the waves were crashing down on top of us there was a woman fell down against the wall i had to pick her up and help her so it was all like it was just scenes of carnage and I haven't slept a wink all night. I'm, I'm lying awake all night just with the lights on. I couldn't even turn the lights off because I'm just thinking about the poor man that lay on the pier at the end of what was supposed to be a very special day for him. And my heart goes out to him, his family and everybody else. It's a very difficult situation to, uh, to comprehend. It didn't have to happen. And can I just ask you, Keith, on the, you know, the when you come in and all the other competitors come in and, and you heard the, the tragedy of what happened, like, 
What was the mood like among you and other competitors at the end? Very subdued. I'm in a triathlon club and there is 36 or 37 people involved in that. And ordinarily you'd have people high five and putting up messages of uh, their medals and videos and this, that and the other. It's quite subdued in the whole uh in, in, in the whole team there at the moment and I know across many teams it's the exact same thing as well people like it, it's a very much a bittersweet a huge accomplishment achieved but at what cost how can you hand, stand up and hold your medal up and say I'm proud to be in that race today when you know should, people shouldn't have been in the water and it's the simplest that hundred we shouldn't have been put in the water and to allow okay. people to go out there to start off it's Ironman are responsible for that and they're responsible for our welfare when we're on that track first and foremost and I think they need to be accountable for what okay. they've done there Should Should the medal ceremony have taken place? No, no. The race should have been called off when we went out onto the bike. They should have sent the car out and shut the race down and saying there's been two tragedies. I heard the lady on earlier on about the respect for the dead. They should have said there's been two, a double tragedy here. We need, out of respect for the people, we need to pull this race. It's not fair to proceed. Um, Keith, look, I know it's been a, a, a tough, um, I have no doubt, a, you know, a, a tough 24 hours, you know, for, for yourself and all the other competitors. And we are absolutely thinking about the two families, um, Ivan Chittenden's and Brendan Wall's families as well. Mark is with us on the line, I think, too, Keith. Mark, you've, um, you've competed in Ironman competitions in the past. Do you think it should have continued? Well, I think... As Keith was saying there, I think the swim should have been cancelled at the very start. I actually organise events myself. So and I got a lot of text messages yesterday saying, what, was, what would my idea be? I would have said, cancel the swim, put it into a duathlon like they did last year. Just have the run, cycle run, and eat the swim out of it. But, you know, um, I think there was an awful lot of peer pressure on the because they had to cancel it last year. Um, the Ironman in Ireland has been cursed. You know, there hasn't been a good, proper, you know, like, when it was in Dublin, the weather was terrible. It was in Galway, the weather was terrible. We had to cancel it there because of COVID. We had to um, cancel another, we had to get there to cancel a swim last year, you know. So, you know, the Ironman itself has been cursed in Ireland, like, you know. Just due to the weather, the weather conditions. But you, yeah. you, you, you think it should have been cancelled? I think it should have been, it should have been changed to a duathlon, like okay. said there. Yeah, then, move it to know, just the, take away the, the, or remove the swim, the swim element of the race. What about you, Laura? Do you, do you agree with Mark on that? Yes, thank you. Hi, Andrea. How are you doing? Not, not too bad. Do, do you think it should have been cancelled, okay. Laura? Of course, the, the the two, in particular the first man and the second man, the voice of reason there. I was very surprised that this uh, Iron Man went ahead after such a stormy night before. I mean, it's a difficult event for participants under normal conditions, but these conditions were following um, high tides and flooding. I think it was Clontarf swimming pool, had a two-meter wall erected and still has flooding there. Um, an experienced swimmer on the RTE News, I think it was Sunday evening, said um, they had. To, she had found it extremely difficult. I heard her. Experience. I heard her last night, yeah. Did you hear that, I lady? did, yeah. Okay, she, I was surprised. She's very experienced and she said they had to swim against the tide for 200 metres. So that was incredible. Um, so, I mean, I, I, it's incredible that they let this go ahead, never mind that it, it was allowed to continue. Um, they, and that was just the swimming section. They had mm-hmm. the cycle section probably um, manipulating, uh, trying to manoeuvre through debris, fallen trees after such a stormy night. Um, no doubt was, these two what, men who died 
What was there still, Keith? Actually, sorry on that. Was there much debris on the road when you were in the cycle path? No. The- to be fair, um, the the big storm was on Friday night. Saturday night, there was no high winds. Everything calmed back down to about 20, 25 uh, knots of wind. And then it was gusting up to 60 on occasions. But they worked tirelessly to clear all the roads. And I believe all the residents and that came out and paid their part in it as well. And I'd just like to say, as one which is a big bittersweet on this as well, the people of y'all are spectacular. They put their heart and soul into welcoming Iron Man to Cork in Ireland. The atmosphere is like none other that I've ever been in before. They come out, they were ringing around on the night, they were opening up their houses to people that were sleeping in tents on the Friday night to give them rooms and bring them into it as well. And they all decorate outside mm-hmm. the houses. They sat out all day yesterday to welcome us all through the yeah, towns. Huge on support. It was yeah. amazing support. What, so um, it really it. D- d- Jason is with us too. Jason, wh- why did you get in contact? Uh, I saw the picture today of the event and the 3,000 people are still entering the water. And I just said, holy God, what were they thinking? Um, literally, I mean, drowning is, is a silent death. You're not going to be hearing someone going, hello, hi, hey, help, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. No, it's a silent death. You get a mouthful of water and you're under, basically. You're not, you're not, you're not going to be saved in those sorts of environments where there's too many people around flapping about with the waves that were falling on the shore, with the obvious lack of surveillance that was going on now, in hindsight. Um, do you take part in, in Ironman? No, I don't, I, don't protect, I don't take part in these competitions. Um, to preface it, I worked as an outdoor educator for, what, nearly 20 years uh, all around the world, in every ocean and every sea. Um, so you're an adventure adventure instructor, basically? Yeah. So, so, so you deal with... Would, my job would be, to, would be every morning to assess the weather and to judge whether people who are overweight, people who are whatever state of, of, of state they are when they come on holidays, would they be able for the, the prevailing conditions? And I'd have to make that, that, um, that judgment call every day. So I, I am I'm aware of looking at weather. I am aware of looking at the signs and making judgment calls. I mean, the people, people coming to, to see me were paying 15 grand a, a week to come and stay in a resort. So this idea that people were training and training and there was so much money involved, it's a matter of safety. It's a matter of reputation. If you're a safe event, you have to promote safety at number one thing. It's not these people who train. They don't train in those environments. They train in pools, in calm conditions, with people beside them, tracking them, etc. They don't go out after a storm. They don't go out after a storm and say, "Oh yeah, this is a good day for a train. I'm going to go out here now. I'm going to swim against the ocean." That's a ludicrous situation to be in, and no one would take that. Everyone is responsible for their own personal safety. And as an adventure sport enthusiast, you are always responsible for your personal safety because you don't want to put other people at risk trying to save you. If you take on an adventure sport, you better know what you're up to. You better know your limitations. And I'm sorry, 3,000 people wading into the sea after a storm on a very blustery beach with waves crashing over it, as has been previously explained by, by previous callers, mm. is a ludicrous decision. And it should have been called off. Okay? Go and do your cycling. Go and do the thing. And then come back for a sub event or something. Or some, yeah. organize it differently. But don't put people through that. And, and the, the, the proof is in the pudding. Two people lost their lives. Two people lost their lives because the conditions were unsuitable for them, swimming. And it's an, it's a, it's an all-inclusive sport, the Ironman thing, okay? You don't have to – I'm not sure do they do medicals. Are they actually, are they actually transparent, the medicals? Do people know what conditions are – what people have when they're going out swimming, et cetera? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, know, I know what you mean. We don't know questions. what, yeah, Hello? the conditions. I know I, – I, I know what I – know, I know, take your point all right on, on that, Jason. It's um, – look, your sympathies are absolutely with the two families involved and, and all the competitors you heard Keith there talking about. I mean, you couldn't sleep last night with the light on. 
you know, thinking thinking about the event and, and the two people that lost their lives. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.